There comes a moment when you've exhausted all your options while simultaneously coming across a product that reinvents your notion about what an honest and high quality company looks like. The Healing Rose was the catalyst to that very moment for me. The Healing Rose Company is a female-owned Massachusetts CBD company based out of Newburyport that prides themselves in using only the best USDA-certified organically sourced ingredients for their vast line of therapeutic products. Their line stretches from lip balms, tinctures, skin balms, roll-on oils, and bath products. Their transparency places them above the rest with third-party tested results showcasing their intolerance to toxic pesticides, solvents, metals, and harmful elements. They provide full-spectrum CBD in many of their products, excluding their tinctures, which carry a broad-spectrum profile, ideal for not having to worry about any low-level THC, which is common for many CBD products. That one's my favorite, and it's good on the palate. Full-spectrum means that they extract from the hemp plant an array of different therapeutic cannabinoids along with CBD and their profile terpenes. The combination results in a greater outcome of healing and relaxation for any individual's needs. Whether you are an athlete looking for any recovery advantage, a patient in need of some relief to remind yourself that you are still a warrior, or someone who sees the frontiers of life with a little reserve and want to calm the mental storms that keep you from personally exploring, the Healing Rose CBD Company is here for your full body and mind optimization. Please visit thehealingroseco.com to explore their diverse line of products and support one of New England's best rising stars in an industry where ethics are fundamental and a company like this will only be found sitting at the throne of it all. Use the code SAGAS, S-A-G-A-S, for 10% off your purchase. Again, visit thehealingroseco.com and use the promo code SAGAS at checkout for 10% off your purchase. To the many martial artists, entrepreneurs, dreamers, and thinkers, how often, for your own sake, would you love a symbolic reminder of your mentality and the perfect dichotomy to match? Murder Nerd is an independent clothing apparel line that represents the sharp, relentless focus towards personal growth and athletics. It embodies the vitality of their creative owners and the network of people who run on the same frequency. Why not elevate your frequency in comfort and style? Visit www.MurderNerdsFitness.com for their personal line of shirt and hat wear. Enter the promo code SAGAS, S-A-G-A-S, for 10% off your purchase. Again, visit MurderNerdsFitness.com and enter the promo code SAGAS for 10% off your purchase. Good grief, we're here. My God, we're here. We made it through. Goodbye 2020. Good fucking riddance. Well, I hope everybody had a good holiday. Hope everybody had a good break, whatever you needed, whatever you did. Um, and thank you for coming back and listening again. And hopefully this... Whatever the hell you would call this, maybe the next season or something. I don't know what the hell you'd call this, but, you know, took a little break, 
tried to reset a little bit um you know and there's a lot to the idea of resetting and really why i even needed to really um i hope this new way of doing things is conducive to better subjects and um you know just uh i guess progressing this to a place where i want it to go we've got some good interviews lined up um i need to contact a couple more people and just figure out a little better format for the interview uh, really just the audio part of it but i think it's going to work out i think it's going to be pretty good um but let's see so i guess to kind of start this off start from scratch i'm going to try to i'm going to try to explore this idea i'm going to try to f flesh it out a little bit kind of take it apart and just kind of go with it as i'm conceptualizing it because it's something it's something very personal and it's also something that i am what would you say it's something personal it's something that i also want to be very accountable for um and it's also something i am in the midst of understanding too because i really i don't truly understand it i would more or less call what i have in mind for myself in this next year maybe or really i actually just the rest of my life you know i would i don't know i would call some i would just call this i don't know i don't know i really don't know i'm just i'm trying to understand this so let me just kind of get to the meat and potatoes of this thing so let me start from the beginning so i have a very generous very good good friend of mine wonderful person who i love dearly and he actually uh surprised me and another friend of ours with a book in the mail so i get this book i open it up not sure at all what this is but it's it's cool it's it's um looks like something like a, a collector would love but i still don't really know what it is but what it feels like it resembles is like a really nice bound journal um so it comes in i open it up and the the box that it comes in kind of has uh the this like graphic on it these like very simple cartoon graphics i'm like oh this is neat and what it says on it is something called the hero's journal so I'm like, all right. And so I get the message and you know what what he describes to me is that you know he wants the three of us to you know first and foremost it's a gift, right? And that I can do what I will with this when when I want to. You know, but the the fun part is to kind of like in a sense do this together, you know, not simultaneously but just know that the three of us are kind of on our own journeys you know and it's very clever because 
as you open this up, it breaks down really the concept of Joseph Campbell's The Hero's Journey, right? And if you're not familiar with The Hero's Journey, it is pretty much the template to a lot of like a lot of uh, books, a lot of um, protagonists in any kind of lore, story, movie. Um, it is. It involves a hero who goes on an adventure or a quest, and in a decisive crisis, wins a victory, wins many victories, discovers himself, changes, and comes home trans transformed. It's very archetypal. This is why I think it resonates with a lot of people, very much with myself. <clears throat> so it's neat because it uses science. This journal uses different points of science, like, like uh, goal-setting science, where you put yourself as a protagonist to like a goal. You, um, you you kind of insert storytelling in trying to achieve your goals. It also forces you kind of on, on the daily to write things down, which has been proven to get people to change, to achieve certain things, is if you just write them down on a piece of paper, not just have them kind of floating in your head, right? First it's thinking about it, then it's writing it down, which does something different, you know, puts it in the world. And then never mind actually talking about it. Then you become accountable. Then people know about it. Then you've kind of set, you know, you've kind of, you've let it out into the universe type of thing, I guess, right? It's in existence. You've set out the signal, the alarm. <clears throat> so, and it's cool. You can, you, it has different points different aspects in the daily writings that you can do, different things that are a detriment to you, enemies, right? Uh, different things that can be allies to you. What, what, what today will be a good ally for you? Um, you know, in, in, in what way can you structure your thoughts and your activities to better optimize better outcomes by the end of the day? How can, you know, to, to achieve just the small goals which then compound and add to a much greater, bigger goal. And it's great, and it's, it's fun. It, it, it starts out kind of describing to you the North Star and, and how in your voyage that this book will always kind of bring you back to your center point to be able to balance you out so that you can continue on this hardship. And it's neat. Like, uh, like I said, it, it really does. It's... it's it has cool illustrations on it. it. It very much mimics like like a Frodo character leaving his home. And it's neat too because these, these journals, I think they have three different themes. I got the green one. Mine feels very Frodo, very Robin Hood. It's in the woods. It's uh, kind of fantastical in that way. I think there's a red one, there's also a white or a blue one. So they have different themes, almost as if like you're coming from a different place. 
you know, and it sets it up for you. And I think it's perfect, you know, me coming from the woods. Like, I, I think that's great. That was a, that was a perfect pick for me. And, um, you know, and, and it kind of breaks things down a little bit through, through you know, through, through, uh, throughout the journal. I'd say it's about three months worth of writing that you can do. But I'm going to absolutely uh, split it up. And really, the end goal is to kind of almost, I might have to purchase multiple of these journals myself after, you know, but we'll see where it goes because my quest, I guess, is not going to really be achievable in three months. But this is a good journal for you to do semi-short-term goals and really implement this and hit it hard every single day just because of kind of what it does, what it, what it creates as a habit, just for in writing. To have a writing habit is super important and what that does to the mind and what that does to your, um, your like contemplative space, which then can translate into just actually doing things, action. It's a, it's a great tool. You know, it's, it's, it's a very science-based book, but just dressed up as something a little more fun and fantastical and really just hits home for me. I'm very much into this archetypal um, type of way of looking at things, very much a storytelling things. And I don't know what that is. You know, we can get into that later, but um, I think it just allows for me personally to kind of uh, have a have a tangible backdrop to something that um, sometimes you can contemplate meaning of, which is life, right? To have a backdrop of a story and have your life at the forefront, you know, it can kind of make you want to pursue it in this storytelling way, which I think, and I know for me, it just, it can help just give a little more meaning to it, right? It can, it can, and it can also allow me some confidence or comfort that if this is a story, I can project the ups and downs and that I can visualize some type of victory. What that victory is, I'll only know when I actually have it, you know, you think a victory is in you beating a situation, but it might not be. It might be it might be in the form of something very different. Um, you know, so I had this book, and he sent this book, and I, I I I cherished it, but it also became very intimidating. It was another thing that I felt obligated to do, and that if I didn't jump on this right away, you know, I would feel like. I just felt pressure because it was something that felt special to me and something that felt like I could, I would really utilize it. And I put a lot of a weight, I put a lot of weight on this book. So the pressure kind of, you know, I, I created the pressure. I wanted to dig into this book and use this in, uh, towards something that was really going to be uh, transformative and that I was going to pursue. You know, and it's like, it's not, how do I say this? It's not so much that I'm not willing to kind of put my heels in the ground and go after and do something. 
it's that I have a problem convincing myself that I can do much with the circumstances that I have. And that if life gets in the way, I end up just kind of translating it as kind of my own failure or animosity to the circumstance. And I'm just so fucking tired of that. It's exhausting. But I can't let circumstances kind of guide my life. I have to live my life still. I have to move forward. I have to build something. I can't be a victim to the circumstance as much as I hate it. And that's what my problem was. That's what the pressure was, really. You know, so fast forward, I literally have this thing next to my bed for, geez, I'm going to say months, really. Definitely months. And I'm just kind of, oh, geez. I'm just kind of laying there. And I'm listening to, I'm listening to like this roundtable podcast. And for whatever reason, they're discussing their own journeys, their own kind of like ups and downs in their journey of like self-discovery. And they're all very close. They all work together and they have retreats. They have, they're very much you would call them psychonauts, right? A part of their journey is kind of integrating themselves into these plant medicine experiences, trying to have communication with what is going on in them, coming back and integrating them into their, into the way that they frame their life. And the way that they frame their life is flavored by these experiences. These experiences allow them to kind of connect with these, I guess you would call them um, these different archetypes that kind of come in and out and consistently live maybe within us. You know, they've tested the, they've made it through the test of time, really. Um, And I guess like, you know, I guess just to do, do what I should, like, if we don't know what an archetype is, I guess. so the concept of an archetype, it appears in areas relating to behavior, historical psychology, uh, literary analysis. Uh, it can be a statement, a pattern of behavior, a prototype, a main model, um, patterns of behavior. Um, they're... They are a type of energy that manifests as kind of like a, a character that has many different traits and they, they can kind of, they, they manifest through you. They live in you. They are the thing that is in folklore. They are in lore. They are in storytelling. They, they talk about them. Um, and a lot of that is in old Carl Jung psychology. He mixes very well the idea of archetypes and and psychology and that different areas of the mind are manifesting these characters which are a part of you. And these characters have lived through time. 
They've made it through historical biblical stories. They've made it through mythology. You know, and this is and because of that, this is why many people relate to them because they can kind of psychologically be bound to us in the way that we act them out without even really knowing. But the idea is to be aware of them. And if you're aware of them, you can water them and then help them grow and cultivate them and will them into existence to to a much greater degree and a much greater power. And to be mindful and aware of that can be, um, can, uh, it can wield a lot of responsibility, I think. Um, because you're trying to live that out and the effects of that is, uh, can be big. Uh, shit, where was I? (laughs) So, you know, they're talking about all these things and they get to this point where it like, it just kind of starts to domino. They say one thing and all of a sudden an idea comes to my mind. And then they say another thing and another idea comes to my mind. And then I start pondering this whole idea of like wanting to create a title because in this journal, it wants you to have a title. It wants you to have a name for your quest. What will you call this quest that you are on? that you are deciding to take the risk and head out into your adventure, knowing the risks, knowing that everything could fall to pieces, but that if you're courageous enough to, to, to take it, that you will come out on the other side more than you can ever imagine, right? And this is kind of what an adventure is. It's when you least expect it from the least likely person, the universe calls on you. The universe calls on them to see if their true potential, what they really are, will kind of rise to the occasion and show itself in the form of this archetype, of this hero, of this thing that has the ability to maneuver and withstand and understand all obstacles that are on this journey. It's a big deal. You know, it's a big deal. Every time you see or read something where somebody is called onto a mission, it is always a big deal. And I like the idea of that in our lives. And they, and I'm not going to say this perfect. I know this. But the, the one, one of the things that really hit me hard on this, and I do want to break this down, is one of the guys at the table, kind of, they started getting on to the archetype of the mystic. And he started to describe this, this idea that the mystic has the ability to manipulate its environment in a certain way manipulate its environment and master all of the different contacts that it has with nature, with people, with itself, and create this harmonious bond with just, I guess, the idea of existence, where in that ability, 
the mystic has the power to change life to create events around them right this is kind of the power of the mystic in a way one of one of the powers is to kind of bend reality at its will and what are the tools to bend reality to its will um you know a mystic is really the one the best example for me and this is another one i had this i had this in my mind and all of a sudden i i hear it right all these things are coming together in this very weird way where i'm spiraling in my brainstorm i'm feeling a surge of energy wanting to like reach for the journal and say you know what i'm going to write on maybe this is my quest i'm i'm thinking of this and then all of a sudden it's like the round table discussion actually starts breaking down what i want and reinforcing the words that i want to use in my title and one of the guys says starts describing what a mystic is as an example and one of the mystics says that it is the monk from the Quan Duch painting and that's that rage against the machine cover Ti Quan Duch or Ti Quan Duc and i have that painting or i have that photograph a black and white photograph of that in my in my um exercise space in my garage that i have as kind of like an altar to a couple of things you know just to myself and to that space and i hold that with a, a very high regard and all of a sudden it mentions that so it feels that these things are aligning at least trying to something is trying to hint to me that i'm in the right place at the right time hearing the right things trying to get me to pick up the pen to commit to my idea commit to the beginnings of what this book would call your quest you know and the reason you know the reason that he's a mystic is because he's able to bend manipulate his reality he was able to manipulate and bend his reality while fire was devouring his flesh and not once did he even make a sound or a flinch to be able to do that the control of the mind that that does and the ripple effect that that did politically and and in the imagery and then never mind to people like myself or whoever have seen it that is changing reality that is another degree of changing reality changing people's environments and it's unbelievable the power that's in that photo you know and i just took that photo as you know just something as simple as when you're having a bad day know that your mind has the ability to make it better because if this mind can withstand this you can withstand whatever melodrama you're caught up in right now and it's a great reminder for me and i love that and i think i've actually mentioned this photo before but it's come up it's a ooh damn time's flying time's flying i'll give it a little more i'll be done so you know something speaking to me and you know the podcast is ending they make all these great points and i feel very connected to to this idea you know and it is it's it, it's it's got me a little a little emotional over it 
So I sit down with the book, you know, and I know that this is a very personal thing and it's like, why bother stopping now? You know, I might as well just continue to share these things on here because, you know, one, because I like to, two, because it makes me accountable and three, because I think it's a, I think it's a, a, a good, unique scenario that if someone else hears it, then they themselves might kind of want to prime their minds into seeing, hearing things around them that may feed them to contemplate something about themselves. That maybe the world is kind of like leaning into them and trying to get them to kind of think in a certain way or act act upon something because that's what this was doing to me um so you know i get all that and it is what it is and fuck it let's just do it right so i put the pen to the to the paper and what i decide for my quest for an overall quest really and I almost didn't even want to write this because of how I'm a little embarrassed, but just the idea of the work behind actually doing this and having to explore the work, but I'm willing to do it. I think because I have to. So I decide to call it mastery of the mystic through the frontiers of alchemy and annihilation. And when I break that down, it's perfect for me. Because in my humble opinion, to master something like this, the process itself will only get me to a much better place. I will say that I would like to master this. My objective mind says that I never will, but I'm going to try to. So in doing so, I'm going to change. I picked the mystic because of how I feel I connect with that archetype to a certain degree. That there is more to my reality than just my suffering, our collective suffering. And that if I can find a way to tap into whether it's my mind or a deconstruction of some existential existence, whatever that is, if I can find a way to, to do that, I can maybe leave behind this life that I am constantly over contemplating. And I'm going to be honest, when you hear the idea that the, that the almighty mystical has the ability to bend reality and create miracles around him or it. I gotta say, I was pretty attracted to that, right? Am I on this journey to get something that I want 
Am I just pursuing a desire? Or am I truly trying to do something that is void of all desire and void of all of these emotions, all for the betterment of whoever and whatever is in the way of the ripple of me actually becoming this thing. I don't know. You know, I don't know, but I do know that my desire for a better life, for a change in this life, brought me to wanting to explore this. And I don't know if that's appropriate, but I will at least recognize that that's what I've done. And then through the frontiers of alchemy, right? Turning something into something else. So the process of doing all of these things in understanding the mind, understanding the emotions, turning one emotion into something else, turning one scenario into something else, right? Making, making my mind, my perceptions, an experiment in the lab and seeing what I can create out of just these few little things. Transformation. Transformation and annihilation, right? How deep can I go into this shadow? How low can I go? How bad can I feel? How much suffering do I need to actually bear to be able to pick up that pebble that I've been looking for and that only lies in the corners of some of the darkest, darkest places that I know. And that is all, I don't know what you would call it. In that process, that can be all, that, there's a death in that, right? There's a certain type of death that I think I need in being able to discover some of these things, to leave a lot of this behind. And to a very skeletal, very, very skeletal surface level, that is kind of how I'm thinking about my title for my quest. Jesus, it's getting hot. So, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it, guys. Like, this is kind of how I wanted to start the year off. I want to have some good interviews. I want to have some good talks. We still have some good no stones unturned to go over. They're going to be, they're coming a little less, but you know, I just, I want to put more effort into them. I want to put more effort into them and I don't want to, I don't want to exhaust the well, you know, I don't want to start squeezing for juice that just isn't there because then this isn't fun anymore. This isn't what I wanted it to be. So doing it in these time lapses and kind of declaring this in the beginning and here and there updating and taking you on this journey with me and all of us really going on all of this together, it's like, you know, this is what I want. This is the pace that I want. This is kind of the serious now that, that seriousness that I want out of this. So um, if you're interested in it, uh, I guess Google the, um, the Hero's Journal and it's 
It's a beautiful book. It'll make a great gift to yourself. And you don't have to start right away, because obviously I didn't. But just buying it and having it near your bed or in your room, it will just always be there, just kind of waiting, you know, just kind of tapping on the glass here and there. And at some point when you're ready, you're going to pick it up and you're going to go for it with whatever you choose to do it with, do it for. So check that out. And um, yeah, let's get going on this 2021, guys. It's going to be a good year. I feel it. I hope so, you know. So, all right, guys. Thank you again. And uh, thank you again for uh, listening to all the other podcasts and all that. So, and all the support. It's beautiful. And, you know, I, uh, I'm i so grateful for all of you for, for just taking the time to to listen to this and to reach out and, you know, send me private messages. And I have friends that are calling me because of this thing. And it's just, it's, it's beautifully bizarre and I love it. I, I, I really do. And I hope that this kind of adds just a little sliver of just happiness or curiosity or something to just all of our lives, you know? And, uh, while we go through this kind of all this weirdness and uh and that we just become better at the end of all of this so all right guys peace out love you